I V M. So several years ago when I started doing comedy, there were not a lot of open mics. Okay, and uh, Ibar which we spoken about was there, Moka Mojo which we spoken about was there. But there was this one venue which was, uh, how should I put it? It was a, it was like Hive but before Hive. You know, like an amazing place but in an area where you were like, why? If this was anywhere else in the world, it would have done well. This place called Cool Chef Cafe. Uh, near Worli Koliwada like not I would say Worli but it's not Worli it's Worli Koliwada which yeah later, which I don't know if it's which is now Slink Bardo Slink in Bardo yeah. which is a very high end French cuisine restaurant yeah. 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 so that the vibe is also coming from outside and inside but anyway, they had open mic night mm. and uh, uh, one of the open mics I did there I remember there was this guy in, like an older guy and you know this is before you were afraid of old people at a comedy show. You yeah. know what I mean? Nobody would get annoyed at you. So you would always be happy that there were older people at the comedy show. Mm-hmm. Then the old guy ended up performing at the comedy show. Then he won the open mic. Then he won the canvas open mic. And then the guy whose first open mic I witnessed, he was like doing best in and I was doing spot in that in six <laughs> months flat. Which I still think is one of the fastest that anybody's made it from open mics to best canvas best in, in when at yeah, least canvas yeah, was around. Yeah. So it feels really nice that now, like you know, after all these years, we're still friends and stuff like that. So uh, <laughs> it's nice to have you on the podcast, Atul. <laughs> yeah, I, what I, a bloody I, weird introduction. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you as a friend. Of course, I'm your friend, man. Yeah, no, and but by the way, some correction: there's not canvas. It's called the comedy store back then. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. comedy store back then. Yeah, oh, well, oh. now they're suing each other. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. welcome to the show. It's yeah. nice to nice thank to you have guys. You. Thank you so much. And, and, and here's the appeal you have. I'll, I'll just give a quick anecdote from my side as well. I was dating a guy back like two years ago, hmm. and he was a Sindhi as well. So okay. Like, you know, and like he knew I was a comedian, and like eventually wanted me to be like in his family's eyesight. You know, there's a com- comic, and then be like, okay, I'm dating him. Like you know, in, in like long term yeah. plan. Yeah. And he's like, why can't you be like Atul Katri? They love Atul Katri. <laughs> they share videos all the time with me. You and Amit Tandon have this like universal appeal, which like most of my boyfriend's parents love, and I can't yeah. show them my videos because it's all about like whatever. Yeah, I think even the audiences you play for. You know, I, I've seen you perform a lot, but I think my mom has seen you perform way more. Yeah, because you. Perform at so many of the you know financial the older <laughs> not old just people, older but just even conferences a more corporate more financial yes related. I met your mom at least twice I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom has boom <laughs> mom jokes <laughs> no, no, no mom jokes <laughs> the problem is you know I can't do mom jokes in EIC when I was in EIC and yeah. we used to do mom jokes your mom and I would say like your mom is so and they would look, go silent it's, <laughs> it's, possible. it's, it's possible yeah <laughs> you're a very charming old man <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is that is the that is one of the, that. But that's that's the thing, no. Everybody identifies Atul as in that uh, bracket of the comics. But then when it comes to Amit and Atul, Atul is like the way more hipper. You know, you're wearing aviator wala frame. You Maybe I'm from like, Bombay and uh, Amit is from <laughs> Delhi. I think that is really the difference. Mostly you're from Juhu. Yeah, so I say in Juhu, right? Yeah, all my life actually, saying yeah. Juhu. Yeah. 
because you are like you are OG, like your first generation more or less. Uh, hmm. We all started around the first three four years of comedy. Correct. Uh, and and uh, this is one thing I give example as you know as an example to a lot of people where I say that comedians used to do other stuff before. Hmm. So you you also did other stuff. You had a company. You yeah, I ran an IT company. Yeah, you ran a, and you did your masters. I think you did engineering from the UK. No, right? no, no. I did my engineering from Mumbai, from okay. Thadamal Chani actually. I did my masters uh, from Manchester Business School. Okay. So yeah, and so then you came back and did. Uh, so okay, so if you want my timeline, so I did my engineering, then yes. I sort of went to work for one year, went to work, and I think probably after ten years of work, I like uh, did a, 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 a MBA in, in in Manchester Business School, which so is I, the right space to do an MBA. Also, yeah, after after some kind yeah. of work X, yeah. So I did my MBA, and it was actually a scholarship. Okay. Uh, since I'm showing off so much, <laughs> it's a Shevening scholarship that the British Council gives. So, mm-hmm. uh, so they send twelve guys from India to. They have it. In fact, every year they have it. Okay. So uh, now also they have it, and so I went on a, a one-year uh, course mm-hmm. and uh, came back, and then. And comedy happened in 2012 for me. Yeah. yeah, but then what happened between these two points? So between, I mean, I was working, I was doing well. Uh, what have I learned from the UK? And nothing. Were you married put to when use, you went yeah. for MBA? Yeah, I was married. I had both my kids. Yeah. I had with my kids So I uh, I got married in 95 93 sorry My wife will kill me for that uh, 95 I had my first daughter 97 I had my second daughter hmm. And I went in 2000 For my MBA Oh okay Yeah that, that must have been very hectic Like my brother was doing his EMBA as well from the UK hmm. And that is He doesn't even have kids He was just married huh. And he was not even a full time MBA But huh. it was still I could see the strain On the two of them Of him constantly having to go back and forth Yeah 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 So but it was It was good fun And I Fortunately for me My wife has been a big support And she's like uh, Told me to like and so I could do that very often yeah so I think that has been a really uh, good support and I think uh, uh, you know I uh, I feel that uh, as now I look at it it seems very difficult but to me I didn't realize also all these things happened actually yeah yeah, yeah that's one quality I've seen with a lot of people I mean I don't want to put it this way but from your generation where yeah. you know you all do amazing things even with mom I see her doing amazing things but I don't think while doing it you realize that you're doing these cool things yeah 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 like like for example getting married having children because actually when I was here I see some of the younger communities who tell me sir you're already married you have children they have also uh-huh. done college they're also working <laughs> like we have to go through that entire cycle yeah. and I should I think that that really should scare the shit out of them you know in yeah. terms of we have to go through the circle which you have already gone through yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. does it what part of the circle scared you i think my work was really the thing because you know when when i'm running a company it's uh, you are sort of uh, the buck stops at you so you're responsible for the salaries of all your employees on the first mm. or second of every month and it's like a continuous visual cycle of uh, this and honestly and i got into com- got out of comedy and when uh, got into comedy and when i got out of my work in 2016 mm. when i had no salaries to pay off anybody and I, that was really a, like a relief <laughs> of my head that shit now I'm on my own I have to pay for my own bills and obviously my family to take care mm, of yeah, yeah that's about it but then you kind of traded one stress for another stress I guess yeah yeah sort of <laughs> if, <laughs> that, if that's what you call it yeah. is it stressful I don't know I don't know if it's I don't know oh, how, it's stressful uh, also it's huh, stressful yeah I'm imagining I mean now also I mean all three of us are comedians like the day you have a gig especially a corporate gig you feel a you know, yeah. feel happy that paisa yeah, yeah, yeah. hai. Uh-huh. Then you look at the camera, next three days, it's not showing. That's why you go to open mics to fill the void. Ki, at yeah. least get on stage if nothing else is going on. Yeah. <laughs> and spend more money over there. Like, yeah, so yeah. many times I feel like open micers spend more money traveling and drinking and eating at a venue Correct. than they'll ever make in the first three years of the Yeah, comedy. but I think they'll spend way less money if they just watch the show instead of eating and drinking outside. Exactly. Like, Absolutely. 
I think that's something you also feel strongly about. I to I to think oh, once fired you also had yeah. yeah. so, so, fired, fired Akash once. For the listeners like I uh, to quit drinking also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adul Katri has a very uh, concise list on what you should do and the, the mannerisms that you should like you know adhere to when you yes. come to an open mic. Can, yeah. you, can you enlighten us? So first of all, see, I'll tell you I, that that doesn't come from I not it's where I actually when we started doing comedy one of the comedy store mm. really taught us all this like at the comedy store when we went to perform open mics if mm. it's a eight o'clock gig you have to come and report at seven thirty yeah and you have to write your name if you're not there seven thirty you better might not come so they always just call more people than uh, they had spots yeah. so you have to reach on time go there and then it was very clearly. If you're an open micer or you're doing spots, you're not allowed in the green room. On the mm. green room, only people who are allowed, who are on the lineup, who are on the poster, only mm. they are allowed in the green room. Number one. Secondly, you have to wait till the end of the show. Everybody, you can't just do a spot and run away. You have to wait till the end, and they should, in fact, tell you clap. So there should be a briefing before the mm. audience, uh, the gates open for the audience. One guy should come and tell you, listen, there's this. You have to all sit, clap for everybody. Yeah. Don't just, you know. Clap for yourself. I mean, obviously not. You can't clap for yourself when you're on stage. But you know, be yeah, very supportive. Be supportive. You to, yeah, this yeah. is where you sit. You have to sit in the audience. Because what happens in uh, open mics? Anyway, the number of people who come are few. Yeah. And even those fourteen comedians are fourteen people. You know, mm-hmm. uh, who can make up probably that for that night half the room or probably yeah, yeah. more than half the room. Correct. So and that was really the camaraderie, like where you actually applaud a good joke rather than you know saying that oh shit he's better than me. Why the hell should I applaud and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it was very clear that you have to wait till the end. Of, you cannot leave. If you have to leave, then you don't come only for the open mic. Correct. Nowadays, I see all that is like just just destroyed. And also in terms of timing, mm-hmm. when if you had a spot or anything, like I remember at the comedy store, I was at that time there were those Gora comics used to come, and I had mm-hmm. a spot, mm-hmm. and I I killed that four minutes which I had, you know, because yeah, it was yeah. a very Indian crowd. There's some Rotary Club thing happening, and those Brits and the Scottish people half the time Indians used to not understand the accents. Mm-hmm. And the Desi guy goes and kills, and I really killed. But I went twenty seconds overboard, and I got off. And Tom, who was really used to run the room that mm-hmm. time, he fired me, and I looked. I like didn't sleep that night. I said, "Why they had it so well?" And then he told me, "What? It's not about you. It's about the entire show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're given four minutes and you take in, I said, "Yeah, but I did my four minutes. But because they were clapping, I went to like five twenty. And he said, "Nothing doing. Then you cut down your set. Yeah. And yeah. At, when the red light goes on, you have to be off the stage. Nowadays, I think these things are just gone. Oh like, my yeah. god! And yeah. some of the things like it's become like you know people think it's pretty New York here. Yeah. Aao apna spot karo, then go to the next spot. Come with your yeah. diaries. Come on the spot right over Which there. I totally agree with. Like as a as a programmer of comedy now, I just hmm. feel like because. Every Thursday we program Habitat Comedy, yeah. And the people will message me at eight o'clock saying that hey, I'm coming late to the open mic. I'm like, yeah. what mic at eight thirty? Like you know, mm-hmm. half an hour before I have to like now tell other comics to come before the host has to be informed. Yeah, all of that jazz. We don't want to worry about that. We want to give them a good show. And I really admire the fact that y'all got the first generation learning from the white comics who, or in fact, like even Don Ward for that matter, who were like so involved in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because and no I'll tell you, I, I met Veer the other Veer that was the other day at an airport, <coughs> and he told me comedy is so simple. You write jokes, original jokes, go perform. You know, do well, mm. go back, write jokes again, perform. It's yeah. as simple as that. We yeah. just complicated it so crazily. Where you know, I know sometimes I can see the organizer call, hey, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? I'm coming. I'm down. Hey, dude, I had a, I'm writing for so and so. I came late, and you know all that nakhra. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, man. You have a eight thirty. Come at eight fifteen. Come on on time. Everybody should sit inside the room. That day, I was there at Habita Tony, and I fired some comics. I was like, "What the hell? Are you guys are making more noise outside? Come in!" And, and the audience, I could see, I could see one couple had come. Mm. Like I was studying as a comedian, I was there was I could see a couple who had probably on a date out. Mm. Yeah, so the yeah. the girl was well dressed, you know, shoes and dress and 
and the guy also was probably out to impress her and there was another couple sitting mm. some f- six seven couples some two three kids were sitting and things yeah. like that and i could see comedians in chappals and shorts and dirty t-shirt woken up from his sleep and he's yeah, come yeah. and he's doing a big favor to you guys hey guy hey oh eight of you why have you come here and all that hey, shut yeah. up man i think that invariably happens because uh, people are so used to the number of mics now like when we, there were only two open mics a month you really appreciated the audience that came yeah, you made an effort also yeah you really really cared that they were there i would shave night. every sunday for the monday open mic <laughs> yeah <all. laughs> and i think that is because you know as soon as the supply increases people sort of lose the value for that thing i think that's what happening with a lot of open mics yeah and i i just it's and it's a thing that you know if you don't respect the if you don't respect the stage you know you, the audience yeah. can see through but also that, like yeah. a cool boy transition phase that happened like from from where comedy started in india to like mm. i remember when i first watching comedy like as a as a participant first because i would see the green room butler videos and mm. understand what's happening at canvas yeah, in the first yeah, place yeah, yeah. so whenever i would see the outside perspective i would like okay i'd look at you i'd look at anubhav pal i'd look at some of you all who were like really professional and would like get your shit together and then there was a whole cool boy phase like where like the younger members of eic aibsng were inspiring a lot of younger comics like me to be like you know in the side guys be just like chill and everything mm. and from there came down the trickle down idea ki we can just show up and be funny you know yeah but it somehow it became apathy at some point yeah, yeah. instead of being like a a character that you are on stage like a laid back character it became a laid back person only which shouldn't yeah. be the situation yeah you realize like actually uh, as i be like i perform in hong kong at the takeout comedy club i perform at one or two comedy clubs and honestly this is how comedies run everywhere you know hmm. the red light is sacrosanct you you yeah. cannot break that you know there's yeah. in, i perform that once at the san jose improv and he said boss if you one second more we'll cut off the mic Hmm. We don't care who you are. You must be a big shot Indian comedian, but we are going to shut off your mic at ten. So, yeah. uh, because somehow they had a feeling that we would go over time. You know, that ah. we don't respect time. But I mean, so everybody, you're sticking on time is something which is important. You know, I remember I, as as you said, comedy store. I got once a spot when I went there. I, had, uh, I was I just went to watch it and. uh i think the the comedian uh, not the comedian the guy at the console told me hey the open spot has not come can you go up and i had not shaved and i remember mm. going to samne there was an expensive bloody barber shop fit and hills ha huh, one of those uh-huh. things and paying some 300 bucks for a shave and because the you know, comedy store was a was a big it was like yeah. a, it is still the mecca of comedy in the uk you know yeah. the modern piccadilly circus so you can't you know and people are dressed so well and i think as a audience when you go up on stage they just look at you physically how you are yeah. you know So I this guess. is my take on it, but this I'm this is an old man take on it. I'm sure you young well, guys are. I know as yeah at my age also I can say that I wish I had listened to Atul earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I like, like back in Blue Frog or something I wish I had listened to Atul and even right shows. now we're just dressed in like t-shirts. And <laughs> shows. I'm, in, I'm in track pants. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So don't worry. We're still wearing pants. Like you can still go on stage right now. Like, this will be embarrassed. But the point is like I understand that because uh, like I I used to do that a lot. Like early days of like going to Hive or Kuku, I was just like because I was traveling so much also I was just like I just like. wear shorts and turn up but then like i started seeing people visually judging me like you know there was a clear ki like what have you done like you're, we're paying money to see you and this is what yeah. you're doing so then i started making conscious effort i'd carry an extra pair of jeans in my bag if i have to but yeah. like or like extra shoes if i have to and that's not impossible in india yeah. like you can do it yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah i feel like it has to be justified like even if yeah. you wear shorts on stage then justify the shorts on stage have some material around it make sure that you're like, you know you because Uh, if you never acknowledge it then it comes off as unprofessional but if you have a joke around it if you have a set yeah. around it then i think it can be passed off maybe yeah i Yeah. And one more thing you said, which really stuck with me, is like uh, you know people say that while you turn up eight of you all for an open mic, कुछ अच्छा नहीं करने को, like that's the host's job always to like 
you know pep the audience up despite it being an open mic it being a concert show it can be anything oh, but hosts have completely stopped doing that yeah, for people have given reason. up they're like yaar you all turned up abhi hame ka show karna padega and like get ready for the disappointing night of your life and all yeah. of that like the crowd is already like on the back foot when you start off yeah. and open micers who are fucking shit scared will now come up and be like oh we have to like now justify why we are even worthy of being on stage when the host has shut up on us already yeah and i think camera started i'm, I'm generally going to say that <laughs> camera was the first person who started doing that on in public shows and then like everybody started adopting that method so now even you know, <laughs> now even magazines do it yeah. and camera even acknowledge the fact ki hame ne kya kya kar liya i think that's how yeah some of the comedians i used to perform they used to say sorry guys they are very bad jokes they are very bad jokes and the, the audience also laughing the audience is yaar khud hi bol rahe the wo bad jokes hai ha huh. <laughs> okay, yeah, at least let the audience decide. No, why are you deciding yeah, preemptively? I, I somehow think that this entire scene has to be revamped because if people have to break out and get into the next thing, because I still feel a lot of people are just coming here for the coolness of it or the thing. I don't know to get late. I don't know you get late in comedy. I don't know, but I don't think so. Yeah, it's, you've it's, never had to uh, explore that outside <laughs> no, of comedy. So the thing is, it's, it's a very bloody but, serious, uh, yeah, serious. Have serious. you ever been like propositioned by anybody? Uh, no, not really. Not no? really. No, okay. I think I. And actually, yes, I I spoke to one or two promoters. Yeah, why the hell do nobody? As <laughs> I said, you have a very clean image. You have like a family yeah. image, two daughters, wife, and things like that. That, जो जिसको ख्याल भी होगा बोलेगा यार नो यार ले तो उसको आप इस्तेमाल कर रहे हैं। I think that is more like it. Yeah. So, uh, so you started comedy as part of like a whole life revamping thing that happened. I remember you were talking about weight loss and marathon and yeah, yeah. So what happened in 2011, mid 2011, I lost a friend, like a very very fit friend, to heart attack. Hmm. And my age, we used to cycle together, and and that time also I was like grossly overweight. Right now, I'm overweight, but that time I was like crazy overweight. Hmm. And uh, I went through this. I did my blood test and all. Came to know my everything was off the roof. My blood pressure, my my diabetes, cholesterol, everything. Hmm. That's when I went on a crazy diet. And I lost, I think, close to like twenty-two kilos oh, wow. just by dieting and very good exercise and all. I think I lost that much in around four or five months. Hmm. And I remember this was like somewhere in May they started, and in during Diwali when I went to buy a kurta at Fab India at Khardanda Road, I went and as usual start looking in the Excel column. Hmm. And the lady comes and says, "Sir, are you looking for a friend?" I said, "No, it's for me." Sir, he said, "Aapko to medium fit aega." Hmm. And I hmm. went to medium and actually at what. Tried one and then actually fit me. That's yeah. the time I sort of realized that I have become thin. Yeah, and uh, sort of so then when you you became thin, you that confidence came in you, mm-hmm. and probably I started looking good that time because you know always always overweight and I had aspirations to wear like white pants which you can never wear when you're really fat. Because, yeah. yeah, you know unless you're Navin. Navin can what? pull off anything. Why can't you wear white pants? <laughs> See, generally when you're f- I don't know when you're fat I don't know. What The so, white pants do make you look even more fat. So, so you, you tend to wear, you know, more darker. It's voluptuous. <laughs> I'm just like maybe, maybe like I don't know. You know, or maybe or Govinda could pull it off. Yeah, Govinda, but he was thin that time. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, and Govinda like, could pull off anything. In the yeah. early two thousands, when Govinda was still plump, he was still like rocking. Yeah, but I was, I was like obviously fat. You know, so that that was really different. Hmm. Huh. So started started looking good. I said, "Chalo, take that little confidence came on me. Get that. I think I could go on stage also. Hmm. And so, so I think there's an entire journey of." Losing weight and you know and marathons as to actually I ran I was running for a very long time oh, okay so I was always very fit that way but yeah. I used to eat also a lot but it was where dieting and all that helped me in sort of controlling my weight yeah yeah, yeah. so that really helped me in uh, uh, getting the confidence to go on stage and uh, and then you just went on and then I think the first big thing after you started was winning CEOs Got Talent. I uh, really actually didn't do much to my career in terms but I feel like it must have been like a confidence push as well uh yes i think it was a confidence i the, the best part about that was my parents hmm. so i i started in company 2012 uh, 
सीएस गॉट टैलेंट गॉट हैपेंड इन 2014 थाउजेंड एंड टिल टू थाउजेंड ट्वेल्व टू थाउजेंड फोर्टी माई पेरेंट्स आई मीन लिव इन जॉइंट फैमिली एंड देज टू ऑलवेज वंडर वॉट दिल इज गाय डूंग कपिल शर्मा टाइप करता है बट नेवर न्यू सो When Sears got talent thing, I got uh, like three passes. So I took my wife and my parents for so the mm-hmm. first time. They watched me on stage. It was in Grand Hyatt. This entire thing, it like exactly got talent kind of thing. So mm-hmm. they had seen India's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was same format: three exes, uh-huh. three judges. Yeah. There was Ravina Tandon. There was Raj Naik, color, uh, CEO of Color TV, and uh, Mahesh Bhatt mm-hmm. as judges. Eight hundred people. Very like a because it was a corporate event. Lot of like very uh, great, nice crowd was mm-hmm. there. And uh, was there a bar counter though? There was a bar counter also, okay. but uh, then <laughs> the service shut, was shut. Yeah, <laughs> was shut during the performance, and then uh, and I won that series. Got huh. so it was for me that because they were sitting, and I got a standing ovation. So they were there, and they sort of saw all that, and then a lot of people came up to my dad, said, "Kya ha, our son is damn funny, is doing." So that's why I think I just redeemed that to them that what I was doing was. something which was legit and maybe could have could do yeah. it you know it's nice to know that whether you are 18 or 14 becoming legit in your parents eyes is still Absolute, a very important part like of it like my entire last week i lived in constant anxiety because i was putting this video out yeah, about coming yeah. out to my family hmm. and uh, this is a conversation that's been going on for years now since i came out to my family i know I, my mom will be like asking a lot of questions and i'm going to hmm. you know put them all together and make a video out of it so like two months before i moved out of my apartment because my mom was like you know now too much of this gay stuff mm. now like you know like you know find your own way and they were like very confident that i would leave the house and like come back in two days because ki i couldn't do anything but i left the house i found a new apartment and i started a new life all together cut to three months later they are actually surprised that i'm living together with somebody mm. and uh, and all of that so Then uh, they came over on last Sunday. Like they were oh, going wow. to my nice. church. They came over. They saw my apartment. They saw that I have everything that a, a person needs to live. Yeah. And they love my cat as well. So they were really proud that he's done something. Great. But I was doing all of this also as a way to like you know cushion the fact that okay now there's a video coming out. Like, let's all be took them out for lunch. Took them out for like juices and all of that. Yeah. I'm like ki aur three days me video aane wala. You know. And she like uh, what is it about? I'm like you know all what people say all that direction that you have. I've compiled that in a way. Yeah. So she like okay. And then 26th of June, I put the video out, and I did not talk to her for two days. Yeah, <laughs> because I was freaking out because I have like the first opening line, you know what it is, right? Like, India, me log apne kaas ke baad shaadi nahi kar paate, mujhe banda chodna hai. So like that yeah. immediately would have been like whatever. Yeah. So knowing my family, I was like, in let's let's keep away from it. And uh, like my mom called on one evening, and I was like, no, 28th evening she called, and I'm like, I can't answer. <laughs> I don't have the balls right now. <laughs> 29th last evening again she called. And I'm like, okay, let's just do this. I, I I pick up the call and she's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. She like, so yeah, when are you coming home again? Like, you know, I'll cook something nice. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is she being so nice, Andy? Yeah. I'm like, and this is building that this will now burn up into like, okay, what, what have you done types? She's like, I saw your video. I'm like, what do you think? She's like, I like it. It's like, oh, I watched nice. the I watched the whole thing. You know, nice. so, hmm. there's an arc to it. And like, then she read the comments also. She like, okay, people are really like saying that okay, you're doing something new and progressive, and you have the courage to like yeah. talk about it in public. So. Next time you come home, I'll give you more ideas. <laughs> so you know <laughs> everything she said, like nice, and then they got a sarcastic, like a bottom line, which says, "Ki don't worry, you're not slow yeah. the hook." But like you know, we understand what you're doing right now. So, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. and good thing is my cousins who were like earlier little evil and asshole, like now they're talking to my family and saying that, "Oh, he's actually doing something," and people are appreciating yeah. my work. So it's just like that. Even though I've like, I'm like, if my family doesn't like my video, what will they do? They already threw me out of the house. What more can they do? You know. Okay. But that fear was still that I need that approval of theirs to like understand what I'm doing. And uh, it felt good. Like the the payoff was nice. Damn good. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Okay. On that warm and fuzzy <laughs> note, I think we should take a quick break. Yes. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the second half of Vartalab, you guys. This is our second attempt at the second half of Vartalab today, you guys. The first uh, attempt, Akash dropped water all over the table. It was gravity, actually. I was and, just. Uh, you would have had it on record if our audio engineer bothered recording it. No, but camera audio may shayad rahega. So kya pata? Oh. Anyway, so last half we talked about impressing our parents with our comedy. I think that's a very nice thing. I I am done talking about. It. I got my mom to the show, so I think that is. The, But you also tell her like when to skip the bad words, right? Like that's one thing you have to do. I have uh, my mom and I have a conversation before every video where she asks me, "Mere ko pehle se pata kitna gali hai aur kider hai," hmm. and then I break it down for her, which is a very odd conversation to have with your mother. Yeah. Because you have to be like, "Okay, mom, abhi hai na, main gaan bolega." Because gaan she can, she's okay with hearing. And then hmm. everything else, I'll be like, "Acha, udhar ek B C hai." And then if I forget that I've said it somewhere and she finds it, she gives me hell for it. Hmm. But it's from a very nice place because she likes sharing it with her friends. So yeah. she's worried about her friends. Uh, Impression of me. And how Correct. many of the videos has she shared so far? Uh, she shares all of them all the time. No, no, she's uh, mom is biggest fan. That nice. is for sure. Good. Yeah, yeah. And most constructive feedback also she give. Like, like mom was the one who said that your material is too male centric. Ooh. Like she was the one who said, "Why is the female perspective?" Like when I was telling her about the susu joke that came out today, like she was the one who suggested, "But then you are not covering the female perspective of peeing at all." And I was just like having an academic conversation with my mom about peeing, and I was like, "Okay, so this is where I got the funny, mm. <laughs> funny genes from." <laughs> anyway, we are back with Atul. We should we should talk to Atul. This otherwise we can keep talking to each other. Uh, we do talk to each other all the time anyway. Except when we are chilling at my house, we just like are on the phones all the time. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to do it. I think. Yeah, conserve yeah. your talking for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so fast forward to 2014. No, 15, 16, 16, 14. 15, you joined ESC. Yeah. 2000 or 2013, I joined ESC. 13, you joined ESC. Yeah. And that was ESC was already around then. Yeah. Uh, so they had just bit. sort of formed ESC, and uh, so I think they wanted more people. So I, I remember uh, I went to meet Sora, but some no peril, some coffee shop, and he said, "Hey." We are starting this thing. We want you there. We feel your mm. writing is good. You can join us and blah blah. I said, yeah, okay, cool. So there was no thought about it. No, okay, yeah. I'll get back to you and nothing. I said, yeah, cool. You know, and I think then Azim also joined, and then I think after a year, Angad joined. Huh. So then from four we became five to six, and then seven. Yeah, so we were seven of us, and then mm-hmm. from 2013 to 2017, sort of we did EIC, and right. I think we did some great work together. Mm-hmm. In terms of the joint properties we had, we had a property called Comedy News Network. We did uh, EIC versus Bollywood, which was mm. earlier the Ghanta Award, yeah. and then it was EIC Outrage. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of you did EIC versus the world we, and all of that. EIC also. versus the world, and we had men are from bars. Yeah, uh, there was me, younger than uh, Saurabh, and earlier me, younger than. Oh, I remember watching Saurabh that in NCP. And the backbenchers yeah, yeah, showed the younger boys and yeah. the backbenchers, and there's yeah. so many sort of there was the idea of that, you know. Having properties, sketches, and you know, yeah, yeah. keeping your channel alive continuously. With yeah. I think we had a great plan in terms of one. I think video sketch, at least two video sketches every month. Yeah, so I remember like the the office that was there in Bandra also. Yes, yes, yes. The and, apartment office. Yeah, that yeah, was there. yeah, yeah. And yeah. like. I remember acting one of the sketches also, so Correct. I saw the prep that goes into it. Yeah, and uh, like I've worked with all three collectors back in the day, so hmm. you get to see like how different their working styles also are. And yeah, like, and and I'm sure ours was the worst. No, <laughs> no, I think in, of the of the uh, uh, the collectors that I've worked with, I think EIC was the most comforting to work with because with AIB, you know, especially with AIB, the hours were just the yeah. most like you know you would feel intimidated by it already. I remember when I interned there. You know, Tanmay and all would stay up all night and sleep in the morning, and then come to office at one or two yeah, o'clock in yeah, the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And I would have seven a.m. college in the morning, and then I would come to write in the afternoon. So the the idea of it was way more intimidating. Plus, Tanmay and Khamba both very tall. Hmm. <laughs> Azim is the only really tall one in AIB. He's not as threatening. <laughs> yeah. So in general, like I think I feel like AIB is. Uh, 
vibe was like okay we are little you know big for our own shoes so like don't step on our shoes type so like i felt like as i said intimidated to like even be there mm. but with eic i felt like there was generally like so much youth or vibrancy around in a way like there was everybody like okay with cracking jokes at each other's expenses even if you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were just full day just yeah, so just... there was no like that kind of feeling no i think we all guys are very cool and very accessible mm. uh, we should respond to people also yeah. so yeah. Yeah. and i think that way i think uh, we have we are a good collective and i think uh, uh, yeah we had a great run in terms of in fact our last show which was we did uh, both eic versus bollywood and eic outreach live shows mm. we did yeah. it across the world actually we took it to singapore dubai everywhere uh, uh, and across india and it was a very very successful show like i think we sold out each and every show in bombay i think we sold out close to like six shows Is mm. Nehru? I remember you had sent a message when you were previewing it at Nehru, uh-huh. uh, inviting everybody. I think that was no, at at uh, not not the podcast. It was the at uh, Balgandar. Oh yeah, Balgandar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was actually my idea. I, I in fact had told, uh, uh, and here's I'm going to cover one more point. Is yeah. where I had told peep, I told EIC to listen all there are a lot of comedians that this is like this was in 2017. Yeah, mm. I said a lot of comedians would want to watch a show. This is our best show. It's a sold out show, and we were selling out. I said, mm. Bombay, we should invite everybody, yeah, yeah. each and every comedian, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was it was not. Uh, uh, people in EIC said no, you know, other comedians will not come for it, and they will not respond to. It. And I said, I said, no, 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 dude. I think it's a responsibility to speak to the yeah. younger comedians who don't cannot afford yeah. uh, to buy tickets because the tickets are expensive, you know. Uh, so I fought actually, and I put my foot down. I said, no, let's do it. So I collected everybody's email IDs, including a lot of open micers' email IDs. I, I remember that was going around because uh, I was one of the people who was helping. That the habitual open mic had that group, na? Like yeah. So what happened? I I sent out emails to each and every open mic comedian out there, and I think we just got respond from just like twenty thirty percent. Rest guys didn't bother to respond back. They want to come or not come. Mm. And this is the same guys. That this is a bigger problem which I have is that a lot of comedians outside are. I mean the the open micers are not watching live stand up comedy. Like every day of the week there is comedy happening. Like somebody doing his one. Like Azim that he was doing. Sumit Anand does. Uh, you know somebody is doing. Aditi was doing Global Village idiot. Mm. You know you don't see any other comedian there. They're all at the open mics. Yeah. Or they all. Sitting the rest of the day at home watching, you know, all these big guys on Netflix and Amazon and Hotstar or wherever, you know, and just discussing big big comedy over there, rather than coming and see what people, what audiences Locals are laughing at. Yeah, and this is a big problem. I'll tell you when comedy store was there, not even canvas, and comedy store was there. In that time, the entry to comedy store was seven hundred and fifty rupees on the weekend. Shows mm. used to happen only on Thursday to Friday, and tickets were seven fifty, which was honestly expensive for any open micer. Yeah. I that time was doing best in stand up and I went and requested Charlotte Charlotte if you want the comedy scene to open up make it free for all the registered open micers yeah. mm. and Charlotte was also quite difficult person but she somehow at one time agreed and I remember putting up a list like sitting with comedy store putting up a list at the box office if if this guy comes free entry any mm. show yeah still people used to not come you know yeah mm. and and this is today i feel i mean forget that it's not only a bombay thing i i perf- i mean I, i'm sure when any comedian goes to a bangalore like at kunal kamra did a show yesterday in bangalore mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i want to know how many comedians local local bangalore comedians actually went to watch the show yeah. or at least called up kunal and hey kunal i cannot afford shows i don't mind you know show yeah. sold out i'll sit on the bloody backstage and watch your show yeah and honestly i used to do that i mm. used to do that i mean i i could afford also i used to go and watch every show i remember once at comedy store and and people know what comedy store was they had the same lineup for the entire weekend yeah. so thursday to sunday uh, four shows thursday friday show saturday, friday show saturday two shows sunday one show four shows or five shows whatever 
I went and watched at least out of the five shows. I went three. Same mm-hmm. lineup. You'll say going to do the same advice, but every time I learned something, something yeah. so new. You know, for mm-hmm. me, the biggest time when I was starting off, I tell you, was so stupid as putting the mic back in the mic stand. Yeah, yeah. I used to get worried about it. You know, my hands used to carry shit. People still at, don't do that. At twenty eight, yeah, yeah. at the twentieth, if I have to get over thirty, at twentieth, I have to start somehow reaching out for the Too mic bad, stand, yeah. put the mic back, and at just thank you, reason, you know, put the mic stand yeah. and go back. You know, so even the host knows the body language is now ready for you to like wind up and then. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows you. Yeah. You gone for the mic stand. You know, it's a very nice, smooth process because I remember yeah. when I did my first open spot between Firangs. Mm. That Firang guy, he was some forget his name, some Nicole Smith or some guy who's been comedy for thirty five years in the UK. He just told me one thing. Hey, dude, put the mic in the mic stand when you give it. Don't give me the mic in the hand. Yeah, yeah. And that for me was the biggest tension. <laughs> yeah, somewhere we are. You are doing a set. You are trying to do our best. Yeah. But at four thirty, four forty-five, you have to somehow reach out for the mic stand, give it, and then oh, put it. It was and, so stressful. Uh, I some rooms still have like these mic stands without the for the cord cord mic, and they have cordless mic on that, which is like much bigger than yeah, the which doesn't one. fit in and it. And then you're just like shoving it, and people are laughing at you for that reason. It's dude, I was doing a spot when it was uh, I think still comedy store when uh, uh, Sandeep Rao was hosting, and Sandeep Rao can't see very well, so. You know, they had that sticker on the microphone that they would keep. So when you would put the mic back, you would have to make sure the sticker is facing upwards. And and I got so stressed out, so stressed out. I remember I got off three minutes early. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ye last joke karega, fir mic dalega, stand karega." Mere se hoega nahi. Kuch mere kabi nahi kar paega my life. Man, I completely broke down. Yeah. And I was sweating, and I put the mic stand in, and I walked off. And Sandeep had to bichara run. Ek to you know, in trying to make it easier for him to take out the mic, I made yeah. him run backstage and come to the stage to get. Also, it. like when you're hosting, like the idea is to get the crowd to laugh and applaud at the point where they're like, "Now give it up for the first act." Yeah. And that whole enthusiasm is happening. So I would always miss time it in reaction. Like for example, if I have said my joke and the crowd is still laughing now. Have to go for the mic and come back and do the whole thing so yeah. I can announce it, and then you learn slowly that you have to get the mic while the joke is on. You know, stroll around, do the whole thing. Yeah. So there are little nitty-gritties of it, and I totally agree with you when you say that you have to watch more people. I remember I I don't know if I've done this story before, but Habitat Weekend was happening, and uh, and I was like given a chance after a while because I was also like one of those mid-level comics who was not cutting it through. You know, yeah. and Upmani was like, "Come do it," and uh, my first weekend it was kind of like. Not many people turned up. Like twenty, thirty people were turning up on every day, Friday, Saturday, mm. Sunday types. And with me, there were two other young comics. I won't take their names. Uh, but surprisingly, like all three nights, I worked beautifully. Like all three nights, I killed unanimously. And both these girls were bombing unanimously. All all three nights. Mm. And they were like, hey, "Naveen, what happened? Why why won't why would you work on that night and why would I not?" Work? I'm like, the only difference is basically like I sit for all shows. I basically I watch your act and then I get pre- prepared for my act. And yeah, what, you don't what, just come out to do yeah, your thirty and yeah, go back yeah. in. What I noticed with them was like they just like were chilling inside and then they came out for their spots and then they went and did some other spots afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Arey, but this is you know even people who open for you. If I'm doing a special somewhere, exactly. so people will come to open. They still won't watch your show. I was going to come to that point only. Like you know, one of yeah. them then asked to open for my show and I was like, okay, cool, open for. my show and uh, so she turned up late to open for my show first of all for 9 pm show she turned up at 9 5 so the the other comics were there i gave one of them the opening spot she still was like let me do 5 minutes please i was like okay cool go do 5 minutes and i remember my first one hour solo okay mm. one hour, like i've got eight people to come for my show surprisingly five more people turn up so it's 13 people right now And then when she goes on stage, she pisses off three more people. So now three people have walked off from the room. So now I have ten more people, <laughs> and I'm just like my first solo. I'm panicking at the back, and I'm like, "What is happening? And what if this, all of this goes wrong?" I'm like, "Cool, it's okay. I'll just go on stage." And I go on stage. I did forty-seven minutes for the first time. Uh-huh. I went on stage. It was okay, not the best show, but people were like really supportive, and they were like yeah. nice, cute, whatever. 
and i was looking for this girl i'm like hey where is she she and uh, the my comic was like she's left like 45 minutes ago like as soon as she got up she she went to some other show and i'm like yeah jadu again meri like i i just like i've i've genuinely like my heart heart really sat down i'm like this is how did feel about like other comics you know yeah Like, is there no, no kind of dignity it's, it's more than that also what happens is that uh, if the opening act stays till the end of the show mm. is suppose there's a meet and greet happening with the main act yeah so opening act also is appreciated exactly. people will yeah. get he'll probably get gig opportunities you get to hold the camera while they take photos with you no not people. really that big people say hey you're very good and yeah, yeah. sometimes they know that if they cannot afford the main act yeah. see, this guy is very funny he could hold an audience for yeah, 400 yeah. 500 people 300 people whatever or 10 people 15 people whatever but the thing is that you know he she could also get an opportunity other opportunity which you know uh, uh, otherwise they would have never got yeah. you know and i know when you're an opening act and and the show ends and people from the audience come and say i came for the main act but i am now your fan as well Absolutely. that is like that's an yeah. amazing feeling you know and it happened to me recently and i was like fuck yeah yeah right yeah. and and why would you forego that entire thing but you know i i feel like there are two types of bad opening acts uh, there is the the one you i you encounter in mumbai which is one of you know like an apathetic opening act and then there is one that you encounter outside when you go to far away cities which is the over eager opening act like i was doing this show in guwahati uh, where there uh, there was some organizer and he said and it was a packed show uh, only thing is he didn't bother telling me that the show is half an hour before it is that he told mm-hmm. me so i i reached there i show him book my show so you know it's 8:30 he said ha but it will start By uh, nine uh, o'clock, like it will not start. The gates will open at eight thirty. This that at eight fifteen he calls me and he says, "Sir, audience, आ गया आपकी दरो." So you know, so I run to the venue. Then it's the first to be one opening act. It becomes two opening acts, and with all of my special, I host it. So I go on, I do ten, then I call the opening acts, hmm. and then I go back on and do the hour. So it's a set kind of. pattern i know you're making that face everybody makes that face no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> everyone look gives me a slight like why would you host but it's a very fun, like it becomes a nice interactive thing so uh, i i go on first i'm trying to open and as i'm starting out the show ek to uh, mic uh, feedback de raha hai ye wo ho raha hai chalo dealable you know things you can deal with photographer gets on stage walks across me gets the camera and then because i'm staring at him now walks from behind me goes off stage goes into the audience and i look at him and i say okay thank you for <laughs> realizing that you have to take photo if you don't mind please make sure you know you take a flash also so that the audience can get more distracted and immediately he takes a photo with flash <laughs> because he is not getting the sarcasm so yeah. i'm like okay chalo kuch nahi koi baat nahi i'll get a call on the first two acts there was this uh, you know two opening acts one guy was very sweet he came and i asked him oh what do you talk about on stage he started telling me all the material he has bola re re tu na hai tu chill kar tu chill kar tu bas tera tight five karke aaja koi tension nahi the next guy na by the time he was uh, on stage i had gone out to the bathroom like washing hands washing face i come back in and i see the most meta comedy i have seen in my life this guy is doing a act where he is saying ki i got on stage because i was, i came to watch the show organizer ne bola isliye main stage pe chad gaya hu aur mujhe comedy aata nahi hai and he is doing this really bad jokes and in the middle he is like i'm sorry i'm forgetting i have not done this before ye wo ye wo ye wo he does like four five jokes like that i am losing my mind i am the only one losing my mind and i can it's okay for me because i know ki chalo koi nahi to audience ko apan baad mein khinch lenge but this kid is doing really well then at the end of the act he uh, he puts the mic in the stand and he says okay thank you and he goes gets off stage and it turns out he's actually a guy from the audience oh who the organizer told ki tu chad ja wow <laughs> because he's come for like some two three open mics 
and poor guy was so eager to do well but the result and this thing was you know first 10 15 minutes of the special just becomes like you recovering for the opening oh, <laughs> opening act i think you should like just do a you know check in general like sanity check because like i <laughs> Not sanitation, sanity check because like adamantly keep mm-hmm. like we were doing this uh, because Pride Month was just in June. We were doing a queer-related comedy show where I was mm-hmm. like, let's get more people from the community talk about material and do do jokes around that. So I even put out a post saying that if you want, I can help you with the joke writing and all of that. Uh-huh. But most people are not out and they're very uncomfortable right now. So I'm like, okay, the situation is different. And uh, we got one registration a day before the event. I'm like, wow, great! One person is at least talking about it, and I'm not the only one <laughs> fucking faffing about it all uh-huh. the time. So. And then Jia was like, "Okay, come for the show." What happened was, I decided to do a gig before the show, which was in Pawai at <laughs> at eight. And then you showed up late. And my show was in Lower Pawai at nine. Okay, and I I'm equally responsible for this fuck up sometimes, but I'm trying to like overcompensate. Just for what those talking I know, about? I know, I know. I've made a genuine promise to myself and Jia that I won't do this anymore. I'll try to like you know take one show and dedicate myself mm. to that one show also. So. Uh, from Pawai to Lower Pawai, everything like on the way worked against me. Like the rains, the traffic, the signals, everything was just like, no, you can't go there. So nine o'clock, people have gathered. Okay, the audience has come. Some of them have seen my video also. Like, so they know who I am. So they've come for the show and they know who I am. So they're like, they're waiting for me, but I'm nowhere to be seen. So Jia runs from Bandra to Lower Pawai to start hosting the show, and uh, her intern is like the register person is also here. Just talk to him, and uh, I'm like, sir, आपका नाम क्या है? Like, tell me name. I'm like, sir, आपको पता है ये show किसके बारे में? Like, जो जो gay topic है उसके बारे में. And he's like, तो हाँ, मेरे पास तो jokes है gay लोग के बारे में. I'm like, नहीं नहीं, sir, आपको भी gay होना पड़ेगा. He's like, अच्छा, मैं वैसा नहीं हूँ. He's just calling me. And I'm like, लेकिन मैं तो वैसा हूँ. Like, oh, oh. And I'm like, sorry, आप नहीं जा सकते ऊपर. Then I like go up and tell people that what happened. And, and uh-huh. he was still like, he was still talking to the intern at the back loudly saying that कि मेरे को कैसे perform नहीं करने मिला ना उधर. And then they had to like physically tell him to like leave because it's a queer centric mic. Yeah. People don't even bother reading the instructions before they register. Sometimes. Audience doesn't bother reading the name of the show before they exactly, come also. Exactly. They don't. They only see the poster and I don't know if you felt this. Yeah. Uh, but you know, sometimes I'll be doing a trial show. Or like you know when I do nasty for example, I mean nasty as a special the name is nasty the description is it's a sex joke show you know and then people still bring their parents you know and you're like why did you even bother like at least I don't think people are bothered really. yeah okay. and But then where, where did upset. we go from where we were talking about EIC from where we went yeah we, somehow <laughs> we got to opening acts any have you That's had any show works. weird opening act stories <laughs> no no not really weird no no the the, pro, the point which I was trying to make here yes. is that people don't. <laughs> They don't like, watch the show. EIC, we had such a big show. Still, none of the comedians, mm. uh, the open micers specifically, came. All the professional comedians all replied back, "Hey, I'm busy. I cannot make it. All the best, things like that." But those guys were acting as if you know, as if our shows are not selling, and that's why we are calling mm. uh, people. But uh, the fact was that we were actually had to actually block off tickets from actual sales and yeah. put up people on the uh, because all shows are going crazy sold out that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah I know. remember. I, I remember replying also immediately because that, I mean, when somebody is asking you for tickets, especially I know. I mean, maybe I know because I'm I've been producing, but. If somebody offers you tickets in an auditorium show for their show, that means that they've done a significant amount of effort because they have to be blocked out. They're cutting yeah, their yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So coming back to the ESC story, hmm. I think that was a uh, 2017 Jan 2017 was our last big show, hmm. 
and then after that i think uh, saurabh left in april then i left in july hmm. and yeah so that's how i sort of we had a great uh, i think four year run mm-hmm. but what, what convinced you to like move on from so what was happening is esc was really growing up hmm. i mean going very fast hmm. uh, you know we were getting they were getting a lot of brand work and they are hire more writers hmm. uh, you know a proper office proper staff yeah. and then we said let's move to low peril we were in bandra and then we went to low peril because that's where the industry is hmm. you know uh, our managers oml or the 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 entire ad agency everything is in lower peril so we mm. said let's move to where we took a big office there 1200 square feet office we said now we have an office with 10 11 staff mm. so now the thing is then we have to have timings mm. you know because you know just 6 7 of us you can come walk in walk out we have a show just walk out at 4 if a corporate show come back next day two from a flight go straight into the office or don't go to office if it's mm. a rainy day but now when you have an office you have to have things so we say let's start at 11 let's have office timings 11 to 7 that means You know, I'm staying in Juhu. I have to leave at 9:30, reach yeah. 11, and I said, "Fuck! I did this Same for 25 years. <laughs> I did 26 years. I had really gave up that too. You know, I don't want to go and punch my card again. And you know, accountant and this and yeah, all, and yeah. that was really scaring me. So that's why I said, "Hey guys, listen, I can't do this because I want to to do something different." And I think 2017 is when sort of I we and we all friends and we amicably parted and yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, in 2017 when we were leaving the funny part was we we didn't have an agreement of so far you know that signing ka kya bolte that incorporation uh, certificate we didn't even have that yeah. <laughs> because we spoke to us he he said where is your you know to make your shares ka thing i said mm. we don't have anything so, no <laughs> thing, you know, so. so do you feel like the time in eic more like cuz you know whenever i talk to you you really know your audience you know their demographic you know their spending habits their eating habits like you know you know they'll sit back you know a lot about your audience more mm. than the average comic who you know i mean say somebody who has a youtube following right now would know mm. is that like after a eic or is that something you always paid a lot of attention to no i think it's very important to know your audience as such mm. and i for me what is i mean i have a good thing that i have audience for a very young audience mm. and i have the parent audience also so mm. i have shows now where parents come with the kids when i say mm. kids means 14 plus 15 plus not 10 saal 8 saal ka bachcha nahi those guys are not ready for comedy but i'm just saying for 14 plus onwards so i have a thanks to my eic stint where i had a lot of younger mm. fan base and also because of my videos on whatsapp and facebook and because i'm a fucking 51 year old man i have a lot of material which relates to that also so yeah. i have mm. i have basically uh, crowd the entire spectrum of crowd which mm. comes and uh, i keep a lot of attention to reading the crowd you know one of the biggest mistakes what other comedians like when you have a multi lineup four five comedians on the stage you know just comedians come up on stage when the name is called but i like to sit in the audience and watch yeah. what the other comedian has done where what he is interacted with yeah If he's interacted with a guy called Raj on the front row, you should know who Raj, Raj is. Exactly. Yeah. Come back and so when you come back yeah. and just you should say Raj to people like that. Exactly. You know, simple yeah, don't ask from scratch. I hate it when you know somebody will come in the middle again, same like, person, yeah. same interaction all Who over again. Who are you again. dating? Like how many years? I mean, hosted everything. No, yeah. the entire audience knows who is yeah. dating. Yeah. Who is, yeah. People judge you also <laughs> like that sometimes. Yeah. Okay. What the hell were you doing yeah. behind backstage? You know. But, so anyway, hmm. so yeah. So I think it's very important to understand your crowd. and um, yeah and i see you have to sell hard in this mm. line and last two three years what is happening in facebook posts and all have not nobody's coming via facebook yeah, yeah. you know because the sales are dead you Generally, know facebook is defunct as a medium to like reach out to more especially around mm. the young kids you know so things have changed and yeah. you have to keep on inventing yourself mm. to see that you keep on selling shows because actually if you look at it today the um, forget everything else the kind of traffic you have the kind of thing mm. i think it's a big challenge for people to get out of the houses take an uber take a car yeah. come to bloody andrews or a kc college or any auditorium yeah. and so when they are doing that honestly 
you know feel like touching their feet ke fuck you did that i you know sometimes i feel i wouldn't do that for my own show you know mm. wake yeah. up at 4 get ready and come to 6 yeah. on a sunday evening you know <laughs> that makes a lot of sense you know that yeah. appreciation but i think it lacks it in open micers to bring it back to that topic i think it lacks in open micers because they've not seen only that kind of crowd mm. i feel like once you know when the first set of videos of mine went popular it like it was a huge like a moment of realization for me like okay now i have a responsibility towards these people like when somebody sees this video and comes for a show i owe them one hell of a show it has to be the best thing they watch that week you know i you don't yeah. want somebody to put in that effort like i remember once i was doing a show in baroda and uh, there was a group of 13 kids from medical school who drove from surat to come to baroda that's like a 5 hour drive one way to watch a show yeah and then how do you not give them you know the best night that you can possibly give them no matter what's going on in your life no matter how you know disinterested yeah. you feel about it on that day sure. it definitely has to be that so one yeah. person came like that in kolkata when i had gone there he just heard me on cyrus's podcast like 6 months before i even gone to kolkata mm. and he remember the date and like traveled 4 5 hours just to come see me and then i had to go back for 4 5 hours on My a scooter it was quite cute like i just feel that sometimes we don't appreciate how much and how easy also it is for us to like just be blase about it but people look up to you sometimes in a weird way like you as comics yeah or we as comics and i said only you as comics but uh, we just have a moral responsibility to like as you said give the crowd what they want you know also in a way because it's not every day that you get to do this job Mm. this this whole thing of this like strolling up to a mic and like then this putting words out and then yeah. they connect with you it's not every day that everybody wants to do it so respecting it like of course wearing good clothes or at least making an effort is definitely one part mm. of it and then comes no, i think the entire experience today when you give uh, today you're you're in bombay you're a very international city mm. people are exposed to you know all of mm. you have seen shows abroad yeah. people have and throughout people have seen circus the solar in vegas they've seen they've gone across mm. so the kind of experience today you can't have a show with you know like i did a show i i did a show recently in an auditorium in bandra and the really loose or bad you know mm. so instead of three cubicles the women have to use they had to use only one, one cubicle because of mm. it there's a long queue women mm. take time and then your show starts and women are getting angry about it you know so now again when i'm performing i made sure my manager went and bloody saw that all toilets were cleaned properly yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah. a simple experience you have to give today people you yeah. can't give bullshit experience yeah. to anybody you know <clears throat> you have to have music playing when people enter in you know some kind of music for that you have to have a license get the license yeah if you, you need know? the ox cable get the damn ox cable like, whatever is yeah. required you have to have a good experience you know yeah. like given the quality of samosas you're selling out said have to be yeah. good you can't sell shitty stuff there's a lot of elements that go into making that one absolutely, moment absolutely because yeah. for them it's a night out you yeah. know they have dressed up they have that guys left early from work probably or come on time and you know mm. got ready had a shower not had lunch breakfast or dinner and come straight to your show in the evening mm. you have to give them a bloody good experience the entire show you know it's just not about and very simple things can make up a good show you don't yeah. have to be have rocket science especially yeah. in comedy you know yeah and it's not one of those things where uh, you know how should i put it uh, Ah, no man. Okay, <laughs> no, there's there's something, but good point. amazing uh, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One of the things I noticed, you know, I I don't remember. I don't know if you remember doing anti-social the last time you did anti-social, which is I think maybe the second last one we did before anti shutdown. Huh. But uh, I think that was like one seminal night where I became like a huge Atul fan because uh, that was the night I think I saw you do the bit about your kids annual day for the first time. Uh-huh. And this is that back. This is when it was still new. Like it was like a still a f- fresher bit. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like that was like the, the the three four months preceding that was like the 
ट्रांजिशनल फेज फॉर मी एज एन अतुल फैन अतुल अंकल बट नाउ ही फ्रस्ट्रेशन दैट यू हैड अबाउट टेकिंग द किड एंड किड्स टू ट्यूशन एंड ऑल दैट एंड डिड समथिंग ट्रिगर दैट चेंज यू जस्ट फील लाइक इट वॉज अ फंक्शन ऑफ टाइम सो नो आई थिंक ऑफ टाइम एज कमीडियन यू आर इवॉल्विंग यू नो सो Usually, I what have you see like most people when they first go for an open mic or they first do their first, it's all about the name. Yeah, mm. my name is Atul, or mm. I am fat. It's about your own description, yeah. you know. Or you talk about the community, you mm. talk about this, and you know, it's it's how as a comedian you're you're evolving as a you know you're seeing more comedy, you're mm. doing, and it's probably now the risk which you're trying to take in terms of trying to go even deeper mm. within your life or trying to talk about and get fun elements out of. you know things which are happening on a daily yeah. basis in your family in your life and uh, you know yeah and and i think that is really it's a matter of time and when you say matter of time is i've been doing comedy for 7 years you know mm. i mean i've seen comedians doing comedy for 35 years 40 yeah. years like when you go internationally you yeah. know harit is harit harit skandar from malaysia i forget uh-huh. uh, i forget i harit iskandar he's got a special yeah. life he's been doing for comedy for 40 years 40 years just doing stand up comedy he's an old man mm. and i watched him at weirdas comedy festival i was mm. performing with him on that night and he was doing that set at weirdas which he's been doing for 15 years same set mm. 15 minutes 20 minutes before the show he was like pacing up and down in the green room yeah and like going through his material again and again and again you know it's like 15 years material you're doing i mean actually you can wake up in the middle of the night and he should pick out everything yeah. but the way he was sort of going about the entire thing was that so meticulous and that's how it is you know it's a pretty performance you have to go there and deliver the best which you can mm. you know and i think for me also it's a matter of time i'm just doing we are doing comedy for 7 8 years in india bloody it's not even the tip of the iceberg yeah. we've got a long yeah. way to go you know yeah. in terms of uh, people sometimes comedians ask me sir give me advice or this is a new video release what do you feel mm. about it i said how can i i'm still learning here you yeah. know It's it's the audience which has to decide you're funny or no, and yeah. that's just as as simple as that. Comedy is extremely simple. Just you know, write original jokes, go perform, make people laugh, come back come again, back again, do the same yeah. thing. It's yeah. as simple as that. You know, we complicate the entire sh- yeah. you know shit out of it. But I think it's but it looks impressive. You know, to somebody who's starting out. I mean, you're on Netflix. That's not a lot of people in the world. You know what I yeah, mean? That's yeah. a it's a huge. uh it it like i think to an outsider it feels like such a huge thing no, no for me also it's, it's a huge thing netflix was a big thing for me uh and no, i ha- remember the put, you putting up that post also of your name being at times square yeah you know yeah, and yeah. i also felt so proud i was like yeah this is one of our guys like this is somebody from our scene who went and made their name there yeah absolutely so actually uh, netflix i mean i mean i was approached by amazon prime two year in the first batch mm-hmm. when amazon prime second year also but i was very clear i wanted netflix because my audience i feel is very different i i was gaming for the nri audience who can afford right? netflix who can afford a netflix special obviously yeah, i send yeah. 50 bucks or 600 bucks a month whatever it is you know i thought i rather wait it out yeah. and do it i was in no hurry mm-hmm. and um, uh, see honestly some of us have been very very lucky uh, doing comedy for 3 4 years and on amazon prime yeah. or i'm doing for 7 years and come on netflix mm-hmm. you know uh, Outside the scene is very bad. People are doing comedy for thirty years. Very funny people have not even don't yeah. have a very YouTube presence. Forget. Yeah. I mean, that's their own call. But I'm saying they 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 are unrecognizable faces. Yeah. We've been very lucky, very pampered in India that we have this. And I thought seven years was a good time for me to come in Netflix. You know, mm. if it were to come five years, four years earlier, also probably it would have been wrong. Mm-hmm. So seven years is good. And uh, now I'm writing better material, and I'm taking, I'm starting pushing the envelope. in times to go deeper and trying to talk about subjects or uh, you know about issues which are very sort of deep down when trying to you know trying to find those 
you know hmm. poke 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 you know like sort of yeah go right <laughs> inside always something below the surface dig dig dig, dig yeah. and try to get out the material and talk more about it and try to make it as funny as you can so yeah. the 30 minutes wait for netflix did you like preempted like how you going to do all of it because you had to like present it to them also that this is going to go online because i remember aditi was freaking out constantly yeah. aditi was writing every set that she performed like word for word on a on a laptop and i'm like how are you doing this <laughs> yeah yeah so basically i gave them i sent them uh, Yeah. So first of all, I sent a scratch. I recorded something in Rangmandir, mm-hmm. uh, one hour ten minutes, and I sent ah. it to them. Mm-hmm. And then they said, "Okay, we like everything. You select which is thirty minutes." You know. Then I sat with, I sat with Abhishek. I sat with two, three other comedians. Mm-hmm. This is what I felt. What should have been my thirty minutes? What I wanted to put out. What I wanted to convey to the world. Correct. And I was very clear that even though it was, and they they were very clear. You could do it in Hindi, you could do it in English. So I chose English, mm-hmm. which over I think eighty percent is English, ten twenty percent is Hindi. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. makes sense with the demographic also. Yeah. And I said this. This is me. This is what I want to put out, you know. Mm. And then I cut paste all that 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 thirty minutes. And fortunately for me, before that I was touring US, so I did like around twelve uh, cities in the US just before I shot my Netflix special. Correct. So at that thirty minutes, I like sort of you know yeah. went through the beats while I was touring. So get a global audience reaction also. Yeah, and trying to see whether the words uh, were matching and things like that. And then the choice of words and things like that. And then I was sort of ready for it uh, mm. when the Netflix uh, thing happened, you know. And the entire experience uh, working with Netflix was amazing in terms of the professionalism and the edits and things like that. How they went about the entire process is very different than what we sit and do our edits of a regular video. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that that entire experience of working in Netflix was uh, yeah. was very good. You know? My yeah. editor legit like named my file Aisha but Final Cut before it went on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, my editor. <coughs> we we have the editor. same editor. Who's but, not here today? Yeah, the call. last video was called Susu. So you know, the first cut he's saying Susu first sip, <laughs> all that nonsense yeah. is going on. Then he forgets one line at the back. He forgets one line in the beginning. <laughs> how much different is the Netflix thing? I mean, how, if you could like elaborate on how they plan, how they were you in on the edits, all of them were you? Yeah. So they. Uh, so what happens is the Netflix right at the beginning only they were very clear in terms of the costumes what you're going to wear. So they had a you know we had a person who's what what is the kind of so we sat through the uh, there was a creative team. Okay, what kind of what is what do you what What do you usually wear? So I mm. usually wear a suit. So I said, "Oh, comfortable with the suits and the kind of suits." Then we saw the color matching. Mm. So it went to that level in terms of the appearance. Number right. one, in terms of the set and all that, that was they were looking after. So I think in the production, the sets they wanted some Indian elements out of it. Mm. So because they were shooting it, and it was a part of that comedians of the world. So yeah, there were forty-seven yeah, yeah. comedians across thirteen countries in the world, yeah. mm. all hitting on the same day, all with thirty-thirty minute specials. Mm. So it was not like the lineups or stand-ups where yeah, so yeah. your stand-up had to have a name. Yeah. Uh, name which we decided. They said, "Okay, in credits, who do you want to credit?" Yeah. So, like, I credit my wife, my kids, the fans, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, what do you want to do? And uh, opening music and all was they had they had decided the opening mm-hmm. and the credits and the end the packaging they had decided. Yeah. And then soon uh, on the day of the shoot, also uh, the kind of just in terms of the the camera, like what I know the they had an entire manual because see they were they were trying to sort of standardize it or put the processes across the world. Huh. So they had a manual that these are the cameras we want. Mm-hmm. These are the memory chips inside the cameras. Right. So you have to source it. It's not available in your country. Bloody get it. Get it from yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Like I knew, I think the memory chips itself in the cameras were some very high end ones, which they didn't have it. Huh. So uh, they had to get it from, get it from the from US, wow. and that kind of a thing. Like in standards, in terms of in the toilet, they have to have an attendant, like that, that separate toilet for the artist, separate mm-hmm. this. So to that level of. Uh, you know what is required right, behind right. in production totally to make the artist as comfortable. Yeah, and so they had that was so there were three or four people who I think who came from Netflix. The main team, the main uh, girl who handles Netflix, the the comedy. She was there. 
myself because mm-hmm. the first time they were shooting it in India. Yeah. So they also want to be very sure about what they are getting mm-hmm. into and things like that. That's you know? very so, impressive. Yeah. And then is... the then the post thing happened. Then they they had a package. They had a package they which you have to download in your laptop, and mm-hmm. they they give you uh, uh, the the your your cuts come on that. So mm-hmm. I, there were two uh, two we had shot two shows, six mm. thirty and nine thirty yeah. or whatever. So both shows come up on that. You choose your better. Just keep on commenting. At which point you want thing, which right. you have fumbled here, you have done this, you have done right. that, you know. You just keep on commenting, and then they automatically it goes uploads, and then they again give you one more edit. Right. So rather than how oh, we when so we sit with an edit yeah. and say, okay, okay, one point zero three ये करना ये इसका वहाँ से लेना, so it was there was a, there was an entire package. Yeah. And who all are involved in the edit and all? They were all on that same sort of mail right. or on the same package. Yeah. So exactly they knew. Then they did the subtitling. Yeah. Then they sent you the subtitling. Whether you're okay with the voice, words, choice of words, and things like that. Yeah. And when that happened, then they gave her one package, and then that was. And every time we had to respond within forty-eight hours. Hmm. <laughs> so there so was even deadline. So that is the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, we can't just sit on you know four days. I'll reply back. <sighs> so within forty-eight hours, you have to reply yeah. on the edit. Yeah. So this is how it was very streamlined. You know. Mm. And wherever in the world, I know. After that, again, I went to the US for a tour, and then I was sitting wherever, and I was just sort of going through the. The the just through the package and working only through that package. Yeah, I feel like the overwhelming sense I get from all of these stories is that discipline is 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 severely underrated when it comes to comedy. Like absolutely, absolutely. Discipline. It's not about it being an art. Even if it's an art, discipline is still integral to it, and professionalism is still integral to it. You know, especially for comedy, it's all about time. You yeah. know, it's time is the currency which we have. Yeah. In terms of how much time we perform, how yeah. much time we stage time we get. Even as as stupid, I mean, I'm going more elaborate. The 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 comedy timing which we have. Yeah, exactly. So all that is all about time. Comedy is about time in terms of everything. So it's just very simple like that. Mm-hmm. And as long as we sort of stick to these basic principles of comedy, I think we've you know yeah. we are okay. Yeah, I think if nothing else, listeners will learn so much about, and even aspiring open micers for that matter will learn so much about what goes into making a good comic, what goes into the understanding of what comedy is all about. So I yeah. think that's a that's a good learning, and that's yeah, where we should yeah. wind up. Yeah. Thank okay. you for coming on Atul. Thank you guys. Thank you so much yes. for Hi. this Vartha Lab. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if you want to find Atul on the internet, you can find him as uh, one by two. Yeah. So my first of all, I have a page atulkhatri.com oh, where yes. when my schedule of tickets are there, so you could go there nice. and. Yeah. Atul is constantly touring. Huh? He's, I think, one of the most active comics when it comes to touring. You're Because always I have, going. I've got two kids and a family. Two growing up kids, I have to feed them. It's how the how the chicken goes. Either the bird flies out every day, gives the earthworms or chicken come back. Feed yeah. you the most. Yeah. Exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a weird imagery that yeah well, <laughs> let's leave it, let's leave it with that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have eaten dokla in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> you can find Naveen on the internet as House of Norona I am Kujvi yes. Mehta and occasionally not Kujvi Mehta and thank you for listening to Vartha Lab you guys you can find other podcasts by IVM on the IVM network and at the rate IVM podcast on Twitter and all over the internet or on the IVM app it has been nice to hear rather talk at you all again thank you so much for listening see you next thank week thank you guys Bravo. bye